Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle, where we inspire awareness, manifesting, motivating, and educating every day. On Sundays, it's Make Me Feel It Radio with Stacey Ferguson. This show is starting a movement as it seeks to inspire people to grow and change the world through personal and financial development. On Mondays, it's Totally Whole with Pastor Cook and Dr. Maxine. This show addresses issues related to spirituality and mental health. On Tuesdays, it's Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show will help you get your money right and your financial house in order. On Wednesdays, it's the RN Perspective with our own RN, Stacey Moore. Change the way you think about health by understanding the connection you have with all things and how your habits affect your health. Learn to heal holistically. On Thursdays, it's four weeks, four different shows. Five weeks, five different shows. The first Thursday of the month is Total Empowerment, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out with Angela Hardy. The second Thursday of the month is One Love, One Connection, One Us. Turn your relationship into a spiritual union with Reverend Arlene Kahnett and Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. The third Thursday of the month is the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam, a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. The fourth Thursday of the month is the Inner Consciousness with Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. This show explores the inner world of our mind and gives advice on spiritual growth and self-healing. The fifth Thursday of the month is Healing Paradigm with Reverend Arlene Cahat, healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. On Fridays, it's Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. It's sexual health and fitness like you've never heard it before with Bondria Walters and Zakia Lana. The Family Healing Circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 to 9 p.m. every day. And now, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Family Healing Circle Media. Family Healing Circle, healing the mind, body, and soul. Hello, 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 everyone in my Make Me Feel It world. This is your host, Stacy. I am your host tonight and every Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. I want to first thank you for tuning in. To my people who have been listening since day one, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for when you see me on the street, you give me a shout-out and lots of hugs because you know I am a hugger. I appreciate your support. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. For my people who this is the first time listening, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for giving me a chance. Thank you for thinking out of the box because this is not your typical talk show. This is not your mama's talk radio show. This is a movement, and that's why the name of it is Make Me Feel It Radio because every Sunday night we are going to make you feel it. I am super, super, duper excited about our show tonight. So I'll give you a little history, and then I'll bring on a special guest because I don't want him to wait any longer because I'm super excited to talk to him. So a little history. I have a best friend whose name is Angie, and she invited me to go to see Lisa Nichols, which is an inspirational speaker. This lady, when I say she moves the crowd, her 
her energy, her drive, just her persona in and of itself. When she walks out of the stage, she commands your attention. And it was so mind-blowing. It was so awesome. It was an experience. I can't even really put into words the magnitude of the energy and the, I don't even know what the word is. Um, It's called a breakthrough, basically. But the magnitude of it, it was just so personal. And, you know, when you hear someone as big as Lisa Nichols is going to be somewhere and you're going to see her, you expect to see a person on the stage, you know, they're going to try to sell you something and, you know, they're good. They're going to be so distant that, I mean, you'll get the message, but you don't get a personal experience. So I just was kind of skeptical about going. I was like, yeah, I'll go, you know, whatever. From the time I walked in the door and it started and people started speaking, I cried through the whole thing. It was, it was a revelation within me that to do the things that I've always wanted to do but too scared to jump out and do it or always talking myself out of doing it. At the end of the night, I actually got to meet Lisa, like one-on-one, like hold a conversation. It was awesome. Now, my special guest for tonight, which I had only known because when you book your show or you book your reservation to see Lisa, there is a person who contacts you that says, you know, thank you for booking. Um, Make sure all your accommodations are in order and straight. And that person happened to be Matt Gill. He was very personable, he was very polite and very friendly, very inviting and very comforting, which you don't usually find in a man. Usually men are kind of like straight to the point, this is what it's going to be, this is how it's going to be, you know, and men are kind of factual people. But I was like, hey, this Matt is kind of pretty cool. I like him. Now, at the event, Lisa goes on with her show, and in the process of the show, She says, and I'm going to invite you to stage someone who's very special to me. And she said his name and Matt. And the music started playing. Okay, from the time Matt got up out of his seat to get to the stage, he was dancing. His energy was so exuding. It was just like, wow, this guy, he got it. He, He has it all together. I like him. Every encounter I have had with him, Um, from the conference, from outside of the conference and talking to uh, we had individual work groups. um, From every time I encountered him through the course of that conference, he was the same way, and it was totally awesome. And I was like, I don't know what he does. I don't know what kind of energy drink he's using, but he has it, and that energy is contagious. So I'm not going to talk because you know me, I'll talk for the rest of the show. I am going to bring Matt on, and we're going to chop it up. So you know how we do on Make Me Feel It Radio. We are going to make you feel it. And without further ado, I am going to bring on Mr. Matt Gill. Matt, how are you? Yes. I love it. 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 I love it.
love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> thank you. Thank oh you. Goodness. Thank you. I could not wait to talk to you. I don't. I don't. I did not. Well, let's start over. I intentionally did not write a script for tonight because I knew it was going to flow by itself. I, you have right. that energy, and just from me reading the book, I already know this conversation is going to be awesome. So I don't have a script. Come if on. you need. If anything should happen and you need to bail out before nine, just let me know and you know we'll make arrangements. But let's get started. Come on so now, come first, on. <laughs> the, first, the first question is: Let everyone know your name, where you're from, and how to reach you. I need email. I need telephone number. I need whatever information you have. So we're going to start with that, and then I'll get you to repeat it throughout the show. Perfect, perfect. So my name is Matt Gill. I am uh, a Southern California born and raised, and I love it, but I've been, I'm so blessed to have the opportunity to travel the world and touch people's lives all throughout the United States, but also um, in other, other places around the world. I've been to Canada, I've been to uh, Jamaica, I've been to Brazil, I've been um, out all over and, and still growing places. And I, I just feel very, very fortunate to, to not only do what I get to do, get to see the world and touch lives um, on this planet. Um, so again, my name is Matt Gill. My email address and the best way to contact me is mattgivit.com. That's Matt, M-A-T-T, at gotitgetitgivit.com. Dot com, and that's the best way to contact me. Or you can find me on Facebook as well as uh, Snapchat, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and my handle name is Mateo, M-A-T-E-O, Gil, G-I-L, M-A-T-E-O, G-I-L. All right. Thank you, for that info. Thank you for that information, Mr. Right. Now, let's get started. The book. How... At what point did you say, I've got to write a book? I have to tell my story. And how did how did it all come to fruition? So I believe that um, I honestly I I have a belief that that our our experiences and our journey are real are, are not for us. Um, I you know a lot of people ask the question, what's the meaning of life? Like why are we here? What are we here to do? And I and I honestly believe that. Our, our journey is for us to experience and to share with other people, to empower people, to educate people, to help them stand in their greatness through your journey. And so I haven't always been the perfect person as much as I would love to feel that I was an angel. <laughs> I've made some I have made some choices that have taken me into some really dark places. Um, I've gone to places where I was doing things to my body that I knew wasn't right. I was making choices and putting myself in harmful situations. I was in relationships that were unhealthy. I was, I was giving myself up for other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I knew that it wasn't right. I knew that it wasn't right. And so what, uh, when I began to go through and step into what I now do with motivating the masses and motivating the team spirit and share my journey, I realized that I needed to share my story in a bigger way um, because I knew that there were other people who 
felt felt the same way that I did because a lot of times I, I believe we go through life feeling like we're alone, like we're the only people that feel hurt, that feel frustrated, that feel like the choices that they're making where they know they're not right, but they don't know how to get out of it. And so I wanted right. to give hope to people. I wanted to give uh, a vision of that your your past choices does not define who you are today. And if I know that I can go through and, and have done what I did and be able to stand mm-hmm. in my greatness now, that somebody else needed mm-hmm. to hear that story. And so Absolutely. I was very, very blessed. I was very, very blessed to um, come in contact with Steve and Kathy Kidd, who are part of the Motivating the Masses community and part of the tribe. And um, they kept encouraging me to to get my story out. And um, they wanted to be a part of that process. And as excited as I was to start that process, I was also really scared um, because there were things that I share in the book that I hadn't shared with anybody. Um, you know, we, we have I, – I was really good at hiding my insecurities, mm-hmm. hiding mm-hmm. some of the choices that I've made, um, and even hiding from my family some of the behaviors that mm-hmm. I was doing. And so to not not only just tell them, but also to tell the world was a huge, right. a huge step. All right. Now, wait a minute. Don't tell them too much. We're going to ease them into it. Got it. I don't want you to give it all away. I don't want you to give it all away right now. We still got some time. <laughs> so we got to build it up. We have to build it up. Now, how did you come up with the title, Got It, Get It, Give It? Uh, approximately, I'm going to say maybe about 15 years ago, um, in, in kind of a dark, part of my darkness, um, mm-hmm. I realized that um, there, was, there was a purpose why I had gone through what I had gone through. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't understand. I, I believe that the, the, the book, Got to Get It, Give It, which is the, the title of the book, breaks down into three different areas of, of my journey and I believe people are our human humanity's journey. And the first process okay. is, is understanding what you got. I believe, mm-hmm. and I say God, and you, it can be whatever. I'm not here to put my, oppose my beliefs on anybody else, but I believe that there's something greater than us out there. And mm-hmm. for me, that's God. And I believe that God created each and every one of us with a gift and with a talent and with a skill set and a purpose. And a lot of times I believe that, that we go through life and we don't understand what we've got. We don't understand the gifts that we have. And so for me, the journey started with understanding what I got, understanding that I had a greater purpose. And that was really starting to unpackage my story, mm-hmm. unpackage my experiences, take a look at some of the things that I did some of the accidents that I've been in, some of the situations that I put myself in and said, why did I survive that? Why Mm -hmm. did I make it through that? There's something greater. There's a greater purpose for it. So I first had to understand what I got. And then once I I started to to get what I got, I had to truly get it, which meant develop that, tap into myself. And for me, it was connecting back to my spirituality. That was, I grew up in a, I grew up in a very Christian home. We went to church every Sunday. I went to a um, private Christian elementary school. And so I had a great foundation, but I, I had walked away from my, from my faith. I had walked away from my spirituality. 
And mm-hmm. so getting it was me reconnecting with that. And then at that time, I was also introduced with um, the whole transformational industry of self-development. And um, right. one of my favorite, favorite books is The Four Agreements. Um, and that book really began to help me shift and get kind of almost claim my life back. Um, mm-hmm. And so once I started to, to really, truly – I was getting it and I was developing it and I was working on myself. I was building myself up. Then it was time to share my journey Mm -hmm. and to give it, give it to the world. And part of that was through motivating the team spirit. Part of that was through um, mentoring programs that I was involved in. And then the next step is this process right here of getting the book out and beginning to share the message Mm -hmm. on a, on a global level. Awesome. Okay, so for those people who are just listening and not very familiar with me, I have a story, um, and like we all do, every I think a lot of people have been through something in their life that made them change the way they thought or change the things that they were doing. Now, sometimes people get it a little longer or a little further after the event. Some people get it right away. What, well, before I ask the question, I think for me, I always knew that I had something more to give people. I've always been Mm -hmm. a comforter. I've always Mm -hmm. been a person that people came to when they needed to talk or when they needed to make decisions because they know I'm going to give them, okay, Put the emotions to the side. What are the facts of the matter? These are the questions you need to ask yourself to figure it out. I've always been that person. But like we always say, that chatter in your head says, well, what are you really here to do? Or you can't do that. Who's going to listen to you? I was in an accident Mm -hmm. in 2006 in which I was unconscious for a couple days. When I came to, I had no memory of what happened. But I knew at that point something in my life had to change, and I knew I was here for a purpose because I could have been dead on the side of the road. Right. Now, getting to a point where I say, okay, I'm going to do something with it, but what? Now, that's the challenge. Right, right, right. Until, <laughs> until I saw you guys at the conference, kind of just was, I know I'm supposed to do something. I know I'm put on this universe to do something, but what is it? After the conference, I immediately started this radio show, and then my light bulb went off. That's your purpose. Mm-hmm. When do you remember at what point in your life did your light bulb go off and say, you know what, Matt? This is it. This is this moment right here. This is what you want. This is what you want to do, and this is what you should pursue. So for me, growing up as a as a child, I always knew that I I wanted to do something. Um, I in elementary school, I said that I wanted to be a motivational speaker. I just didn't know what I wanted to motivate people to do. <laughs> so sharing sharing something or right, I, you know, because we used to have the um, 
we used to have like the speakers that came to our school and I would see them on stage okay. and um, like Azusa Pacific University uh, used to come to our school and they would do performances for us. And, and I loved okay. every aspect of that. And I thought, Ooh, I want to do that. But I didn't really know like what that looked like. And I didn't know that mm-hmm. I had no idea about the journey that I was going to take um, and mm-hmm. how it was going to lead me to fulfilling on that. So I knew I wanted to do something in front of people. I wanted to connect with people. Um, I think it's it's very fair to say that I'm a I'm a people person. Um, mm-hmm. I feed mm-hmm. off of <laughs> I feed off of the energy yeah, of people, absolutely. and I I love I love pouring into people. And so um, it was it was a point at where I had I had been so for a good portion for many years I was using crystal meth. And um, I had got involved. I was in the, doing stuff in, in entertainment, and, and I enjoyed the limelight. I enjoyed the social aspect of it. I was going out to clubs and staying out late and partying. And, and I was introduced to crystal meth, and um, I liked it. I liked the way it had made me feel. Um, I felt invincible. I felt like I, was, I could take on the world. And it was very tricky because it also began to shift the way my mind was thinking. So I Mm -hmm. had a lot of energy. I was up all the time. I thought I was being productive. And all of a sudden, I began to realize that my life shifted. The people that Mm -hmm. I was around changed. My family and friends, I was starting to push them away. I wasn't showing Mm -hmm. up as my true, authentic self. But yet, I thought I was starting to get the body that I liked because I was wasn't eating, but I was drinking protein shakes. So I thought my body's getting nutrients. I was losing weight. And what I realized that was happening was I was starting to lose my soul through the drug. And okay. I had been, I had been on a, on a good four or five day binge without eating, without any sleep. Um, I only had a, a 99 cent double cheeseburger and an ice cream cone from McDonald's for, for <laughs> five days. I was, 5'10", 130 pounds, and at the time, I thought I looked sexy. Now, fast forward to today, I look back at those pictures, and I'm like, oh, I look, I look sick. I look very unhealthy. Like, right. and, and, but at the time, I thought I looked good. Like, I was like, all right. I always right. You, I compare myself to the – right, right. And I compared myself to, like, the Ricky Martin look. You know, I had that hair. I had that Latin <laughs> – flavor going like I had it all together mm-hmm. but right. but honestly like just how unhealthy I was being and I had been up mm-hmm. and I had lost my job I had lost my apartment I majority of the relationships that I had I had pushed away and 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 broken those relationships and I saw my reflection in the mirror and I heard a voice that said this is not who you are and that moment completely broke me. It was my spirit that was telling me that how I was showing up and what I was doing was not who I was intending to be. And from that mm-hmm. moment on, I knew that something had to shift. And okay. that, was the, that, was, that was the process of truly understanding, like, what I got. And I knew that there was mm-hmm. a bigger purpose. Because God didn't mm-hmm. take me through speeding down Sunset Boulevard, hitting, running through red lights plowing into another car, tearing it in half. 
in the hospital and having my parents go through it. I think that that truly was one of the most heartbreaking <laughs> moments was to see my mom and my dad and my brother in the hospital right. on, on the side of my, my hospital bed looking at me, not only in fear, but mm-hmm. just the disappointment that they saw, you know, and knowing that this is, this is not me. This is not who they knew me to be. Mm-hmm. And now here I am putting them in this situation. And, and you know, doctors didn't think that I was going to make it through the night because of the amount of alcohol that I had in my system. Like that's wow. the, it was, it wasn't the accident itself. It was the amount of mm-hmm. alcohol that I had in there that mm-hmm. they were, when they called my parents and my parents were about three and a half hours um, from where I had gotten in my accident and they called my parents and they mm-hmm. said, you know, just prepare yourself. He may not make it. And oh, no. so I just, I knew that there was, there was a reason why I went through all of that and that I needed to do something with that story. And that was the process of beginning to um, accept myself and love myself. And that was really all that I was looking for. You know, in the book, I talk about mm-hmm. always searching for something, but not knowing what that something was. Mm-hmm. And that something was self-love and self-acceptance. And that moment okay. there, when I heard that voice, was that mm-hmm. process. Now, for for those of us who, or for those people who are still struggling with an addiction, no matter what your addiction is, whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol, some people have sex addictions. Whatever your addiction is, what what would you tell them should be the first step if they have gotten to that point where they know this is not the life that they should be leading? What should be the very first thing you would tell them to do? For, for the number one is really just admitting that there is that there is an issue. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I I. I there were people that were in my life that were telling me that I mm-hmm. was out of control. There were people that were um, that were offering support that I wasn't ready to take. And so until mm-hmm. I got to the point where I, I knew, okay, something has to change within me, or I was ready, ready to admit that there was an issue, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I was, it was like falling on deaf ears. Um, you know, I wasn't ready to pay attention. But mm-hmm. when you get to the point where you're like, okay, I need some help, then ask for mm-hmm. that help. And so, right. you know, I, I had to really get to a point where I was looking for looking for support, looking to know that, mm-hmm. that I was worthy enough. But I had to go through the process of beginning to like myself, to feel that I was even worthy of that help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I had to go through a process of reconnecting with who Matt was. And that was learning to like myself again because I was so far away from me that I didn't Mm -hmm. even like myself. And so I had to go through a process of of first liking myself and writing down what I like about you is. Mm -hmm. So for me it was what I like about you is that you you find the positive in every situation. What I like about you is that you don't give up even when times are really hard. What I mm-hmm. like about you is, and so I'll ask you, Stacey, what are some of the things that you like about yourself? You know what? I have had this conversation with myself very recently because, all right, let me answer the question first and then I'll talk. So the, okay. what, the thing that I like most about myself 
is that I am a caring person, I am a loving person, and I will give, and I don't care. Like, I, I give so much of myself, or I give to an extent, like, I, I should have probably stopped giving a long time ago. <laughs> but I still give up. Even when people don't even deserve the gifts that I'm giving, I am going to still show you that there is somebody that won't give up on you. No matter how bad you are, no matter how good you are, no matter how you act, there is some person in this world that is not going to give up on you. So that is the one thing I love, absolutely love about myself. I will go out of my mm. way. My friends know they can call me anytime. It they right. don't even have to be my friends. They're coworkers. They know if they come to me and say, you know what, Stacy, this is my problem. What do you think? I'm going to sit down with you. I'm going to say, and I'm not going to give you what my opinion is off the break. I'm going to ask you some questions so that you can think about some things. And most of the time, you'll answer your own question. But I am right. that person. I love being that person. So now the story behind you got me, you got me raising my hand. So when I raise my hand, that means that I'm right there with you. So as you're speaking, I'm like, yes, (laughs) that's me too. Absolutely. And I, I think there's not a lot, there's not enough people in the world that's willing to, like I work at a clinic and I work with a lot of um, underprivileged um, un- low income um, people, and they really don't see an outlet. You know, it's in a right. city. It's kind of in a bad area of town. I am from Baltimore, Maryland, and so I know everyone has seen the radio and the Freddie Gray. Um, so mm-hmm. my the job that I work every day is in the middle of that. So when you see the burnt down CVS where it was on flames and on fire, that's directly across the street from my job. Wow. So I say that to say at work we have a lot of people who are frustrated in the community. We have a lot of people who just really don't even know any better on how you're supposed to talk professionally in a professional or business environment. So they come in for services. Some people are angry. Some people are on drugs. Some people have an attitude. Now, that's not everyone, but there are a lot of people that's like that. I am the person that everyone calls when they have a person who kind of, you know, needs help or they they don't want to be, they don't want to conform to how you're supposed to act in a business environment. So I'm that person that goes out to talk to everybody. Hey, what's wrong? What's your problem? How can I help you? Because I think if you don't feed into whatever it is, you always know that there's an underlying problem. The problem that they're saying is the problem that took them to the point where now they're angry. But there's something else that's underlying that they have not tapped into. That's what you need to talk about. So if you meet people where they are are and kind of get them to understand that I'm here to help and I'm not the enemy and I'm going to help you as much as I possibly can, but you have to help me help you, you get more out of people. And a lot of times people have to connect with their own greatness inside. So they can, yeah. you can have somebody that pours into you, but if you're not willing mm-hmm. to acknowledge yourself, the things that yeah. you like, 
the things that you mm-hmm. admire, the things mm-hmm. that you appreciate, you'll never get mm-hmm. to a point where you can truly love yourself. And a lot of people Absolutely. stay stuck because mm-hmm. they don't get in con- they don't get connected with what they like about themselves. And I mm-hmm. couldn't get to a place of of loving myself again that quick because I had done so many made so many choices that took me so far away mm-hmm. from from who I truly am that I had to go through a process of first mm-hmm. liking myself. And and at times even making a list of things that I liked was difficult. Mm-hmm. And so none of this process necessarily is easy, but it's a Mm step-by-step. It's a step-by-step. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the things that I always encourage somebody when I do some of the coaching, you know, make the list Mm of what are some of the, what are the things that you like about yourself first and Mm -hmm. make it so that, that it's, you're pulling out yourself. You're starting to really take a a self-evaluation of the things that Mm -hmm. you do that, that are really amazing and then you get to a point where you're like, wow, now mm-hmm. I can admire myself. Like, I admire my tenacity. I admire my, my ability to learn from my mistakes and to mm-hmm. be able to grow from them. I mm-hmm. admire the fact that I don't give up, that I will, I know sometimes that maybe in the short term or this, this choice that I'm making right now, is gonna is mm-hmm. may not be exactly what I want for for the long, but in the long term it's gonna help out. Right. So I start to admire the choices in who I'm being. Does that make sense? It, abso- it absolutely makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. And you know sometimes, sometimes it's kind of hard to, I guess put in words what we love about ourselves because we beat ourselves up about so much stuff. I think sometimes we are our own worst enemy. So a lot of times where you kind of should have, you know, you should cut yourself some slack sometimes. You know, be okay with, okay, I really didn't do this very well or this situation really didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. But, hey, it was a learning experience. I'll know next time what not to do or what questions to ask before I do this, that, and the other. It'll always be a next time. Let me keep rolling and let me keep moving until the next time or the next opportunity or the next situation. So I think a lot of times we kind of don't give ourselves enough free passes. We're too hard on ourselves and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Lisa Nichols. Lisa Nichols says it best. She said, "Give yourself a, a, a thousand second chances, and when you get to nine hundred and ninety nine, click re- yeah. hit reset and start all over again." Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like absolutely. There, there is power in those. Mis- there's power in mm-hmm. that journey. There's power in those mistakes, and 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 you know, if you go through it, it's not necessarily the fact that you fell down. It's the fact that you got back up. And that's where yeah. your strength is. That's where somebody else needs to see that you can fall down and get back up. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. are people that, that needed to hear that that you can go from being years on, on being addicted to. And I, I personally don't say that I was addicted to. I created a habit of using crystal mm-hmm. meth. And the reason being mm-hmm. because I believe in addiction, um, you know, there, it, it is a disease. I created mm-hmm. a habit of using it because I was numbing my feelings. I didn't like who I was being and I didn't like how I was feeling. So the only way to escape those feelings was to numb mm-hmm. it. And the numbing was either drinking 
It was either mm-hmm. smoking weed, and then it became mm-hmm. crystal. And yep. crystal meth then helped me numb what I was feeling, and then I was invincible. And so mm-hmm. I believe that, that somebody needs to hear, and it may be somebody that's listening now, it may be somebody through the book, that needs to hear that's that so you can get through it, can get through mm-hmm. it. And when, by making the list of the things that you like, and then moving into the space of what are the things that you admire about yourself, you can then get to a place of appreciation. Like, what do you yeah. appreciate about yourself? Mm-hmm. All right, now. So, I'm going to go ask you some questions. I'm going to ask you some questions that you asked in the book, just because I'm curious to see what your answers are going to be. <laughs> and I thought I marked my page, but, of, oh, yes, I did. All right, so in the book, Got It, Get It, Give It, Matt asked some very interesting questions that as I was reading, I kind of answered in my head as I was going along. And when you start doing self-evaluations and asking yourself those questions that you don't really want to ask yourself and becoming one with whatever answer it is, that's when you begin to grow and you begin to see things in a different light. So, Matt, the first question, what are you afraid of? So I was afraid to be judged. I was afraid of um, being judged by by my family, first and foremost, because I'm very, very close with my family um, in knowing how I was raised, who I was showing up as, was not who I was mm-hmm. raised to be and was not truly mm-hmm. who I who I am as a person. So I no, first and foremost I was I was afraid of being judged. I was afraid that mm-hmm. people were going to look at me differently, that were going to treat me differently. Um but then I was also afraid that I wasn't going to um get past my own hurt. Mm-hmm. Um I oh. disappointed myself. I knew okay. that I did things that I that weren't weren't in alignment with me. And so I had to I had to get to a place where I began to forgive myself and and understand that um you know, I'm not my past choices. That who I am today is is because of those experiences that I get mm-hmm. to stand on my story now versus standing mm-hmm. in my story. Mm-hmm. And when we play victim, when we say, oh, what was me, and I did this, and we, we get stuck mm-hmm. in our story a lot of times, mm-hmm. but there's power in standing on your story. So I'm not mm-hmm. ashamed of the cho- the choices that I made because I get to go through and I get to teach from them. I get to share my experiences yep. through them. And so I had to get to a place of, of being okay with just knowing that not everybody may may like me, and I think you know it's pretty mm-hmm. human nature to want to be liked. And being a people person, I want people to like me. But I also understand mm-hmm. that there are going to be people that are that are judging, you know, that are going to mm-hmm. judge me, and be and mm-hmm. be okay with that. Mhm. Now, I think that was for my biggest the, my biggest fears. One of the things that I've learned over the years is that. When I listen to people talk or when I listen to people who are giving advice, when I listen to speakers, 
I listen to see if they've ever been through something. Like, I want to hear from the person who's been on drugs and now they're not and now they're making it. I want to hear from the person who took some wrong turns along the way, ended up at a dead end or a dirt road or Freddy Krueger house, but now, you know, they're on the right path. Those are the people I want to hear from. I don't want to hear from a person who's never done anything wrong, who, you know, have lived this perfect, and I put my air quotes up, um, life, Mm. and who's never struggled with anything. Because I'm saying to myself, are they going to feel where I'm coming from? Are they going to feel my pain? Are they going to be able to really help me get to where I need to be if they've never been through anything. So I think that's why we need to tell our story. We need to get our story out there. And I really want to hear the story of the people who have really done some stuff. But now, look at me now. Look where I'm standing now. Look how I got from that place to this place. And I'm going to show you how I got from that place to this place. I And see, the thing is, is it's Sometimes it doesn't even have to be as big as, you know, doing the drugs or sleeping around. Like it, it can be because, because we all have our different, our journeys and, and where mm-hmm. we've been through, but there are people mm-hmm. out there that have been in relationships for a long time that know that it's been unhealthy, that yes. have struggled, that, that are hurting mm-hmm. every single day by mm-hmm. staying stuck mm-hmm. in where they are. Yep. That's yep. a journey. There's power in that story mm-hmm. of being able to mm-hmm. get out of that. There are people that are not only harming harming others in their life, but they're harming mm-hmm. themselves. And so yeah. when you think about it, like there's just there's there's not only power in the story, but there's education and there's transparency, and that's mm-hmm. what we as human beings are mm-hmm. are attracted to is the authenticity of people, of people to be able to say, you know what, I'm not perfect, but here's my mm-hmm. journey. I got it. That you hit the nail on the head, Matt. You hit the nail on the head. All right. So <laughs> next question: What would have happened if you chose to stay where you were? Um, I, you know, I probably, I can almost guarantee that I wouldn't have been on this call. Um, I would not be able to. I mm-hmm. I have had the opportunity to touch thousands of teams and families mm-hmm. worldwide. I've been able to mm-hmm. make positive impact in my own family. And if I mm-hmm. would have stayed where I was, I would probably be dead, or mm-hmm. I would be out on the mm-hmm. streets. Um, mm-hmm. You know, still sick and ill and and just mm-hmm. lost. Um, mm-hmm. I would have not fulfilled the purpose that I was created to do here on this planet and this experience called life. I would not be able to mm-hmm. touch humanity the way that I'm able to touch right now. And sometimes mm-hmm. touching humanity is in, in a big way through through the book or through this radio show or maybe mm-hmm. even just a one-on-one with sitting down with mm-hmm. one of my cousins and pouring into them mm-hmm. and helping them, mm-hmm. reminding them of the greatness that they have inside of them. But had I stayed where I was, had I had I continued to not face my fears, to not mm-hmm. acknowledge the things that were great about me, I would still mm-hmm. be lost. All right. Now, we're going to pause for a second. Give everyone your information again. We need your name, 
your email address and how people can contact you. So there, uh, my name again is Matt Gill. Um, the website for the book, as well as also to leave a note, is www.gotitgetitgiveit.com. That's www.gotitgetitgiveit.com. And my email address is Matt, M-A-T-T, at gotitgetitgiveit.com. All right. And how are we looking on time? We still good? I want to always respect yeah, we're good. the time. Absolutely. Ah, no, All right. Now, say it again. I was just saying, look, I'm all yours. I'm all yours, Stacey. <laughs> See, that's what I like to hear. Now, <laughs> how, how, did, how did you meet Lisa Nichols, and what was your first big speaking engagement? Mm. So I, um, I always tease Lisa because I said she wouldn't leave me alone. Um, she just kept showing up and she kept showing up my life and, and she just would, she tracked me down. Um, at the moment where I was on that couch and I heard the voice that said, this is not who you are. I had turned on the TV Mm -hmm. and I had seen a TV show called, um, starting over and it was on NBC and it was a, a show, uh, where women lived inside of this home and they worked with life coaches um, uh-huh. working through some of their challenges, some of the things that they, that they wanted to, uh, you know, work on in their lives. And there was one uh-huh. young lady who was having an issue taking all of her past experiences, past relationships, and the baggage of those relationships and carrying them into the next relationship. And so all of the anger, all of the hurt, all of the frustration, anybody who stepped into her life, she ended up just pouring all that crap on top of them. And so her intention of being in that house was to work through the, those past relationships, but she didn't, she was very stubborn and she didn't want to work mm-hmm. through it. So Lisa, Lisa okay. did an exercise with her where she woke up one morning and she walked outside her door and outside her door was um, just a bunch of different pieces of baggage. One was like a big trunk. One was like a small little handbag thing. And, and there was about 15 or so pieces that were there. And each one were labeled um, with different relationships. So relationship with ex-husband, relationship with mom, mm-hmm. loss of father. And just they were, mm-hmm. they were all labeled and they were different sizes. And Lisa said, so since you want to go through life, carrying your baggage around today I'm going to make you carry your baggage everywhere you go you need to carry all of these pieces of of baggage with you Mm -hmm. now when you see it it's almost impossible to carry all of that Mm -hmm. so she Mm -hmm. barely made it maybe about an hour or so if I remember correctly and she started to break down she's like I can't do it and Lisa said then why are you doing this in your real life if you can't wow. carry your baggage, why are you still carrying the baggage from all the past relationships, from the relationship mm-hmm. with your mom, with your ex-husband? Mm-hmm. And she said, are you ready to start getting rid of some of this baggage? Are you ready to start doing mm-hmm. some of the work? And that exercise, that visual, because I'm a very visual mm-hmm. person, so it was that mm-hmm. seeing that lesson come to life like that completely shifted my thinking. And I thought to myself, I need to work with this lady. I need to be, I need her to, to help me get better. Now, 
obviously she's on television and you know a lot of times we think people that are on television are untouchable and we'll never get to see them or or be in their space and that's what I thought Mm -hmm. about her well fast Mm -hmm. forward um about a year later the the book and the movie the secret came out and um Mm -hmm. by that time I had started to get my life together um you know I had stopped using crystal meth and I I had completely removed myself from the situations that I was in and that I was exposing myself to. And a friend of mine gave me the movie, The Secret. And as I began to watch The Secret, boom, there was Lisa again. And because I Mm -hmm. recognized her, I was very connected to her. And I listened to what she was Mm -hmm. saying and what she was teaching about the law of attraction and the energy that you put out is what you get back. And to be very Mm -hmm. crystal clear on the words that you're using towards yourself and towards others. And so... I was like, wow, that's that lady. Now, fast forward again a couple months later, and I got invited to um, to the, some studios and to hang out with a friend and was invited to go see a taping of a pilot show um, for a talk show that was being done. And my friend was like, it's for some lady. I don't know who she is, but her name is Lisa Nichols. And that name sounded really familiar. And so I Googled her. And when I Googled her, I a video of motivating the teen spirit um, popped up. And when I saw that video, I knew that that was what I was supposed mm-hmm. to be doing. So, so motivating the teen spirit is that we teach emotional literacy, emotional healthiness, learning to put words to your, um, to your feelings, learning how to mm-hmm. um, learning to make integrity based decisions, learning to speak powerfully and to learning to manage the conversations that we have in our mind, that what we call our negative self-talk, and create a new mm-hmm. language called our powerful self-talk. Mm-hmm. And that was, that's when I, when I saw that, I was like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So I, I instantly called my friend, and I was like, I need four tickets. I need to be there. I need to meet Lisa. Like, this lady won't leave me alone. She keeps showing up. <laughs> I got to talk to her. So we uh, we went down to the taping and we got to see the show and the show was over and they were kind of escorting us out of the studio and I went to go meet her and I got stopped mm-hmm. by the security guard and he said, I'm sorry, sir, you know, this is for VIP only. And I said, oh, you know, thank you, but I, I just got to talk to her for just a real quick second. And he said, I'm sorry, you know, I need to ask you to leave. And um, I don't take no very easily. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, I <laughs> Right. <laughs> so I had uh, I had a friend of mine go through and distract a security guard so that I could sneak around the back and I climbed the stairs and I came in and I landed in front of her. And I said, hi, Lisa, my name is Matt. And I've seen the video of you and your team program and I want to be a part of it. I don't know how, I don't know what it looks like, but I, I just need to be, I need to be a part of this. And, um, you know, she then started to get teary eyed and she started crying and I was like, Oh crap, what did I say? What did I do? Um, and she said, you know, I've, I've been praying that God would send me generals. I need men because a man can speak to a young man differently than if a woman speaks to a man, a young man, mm-hmm. she said, and I need, mm-hmm. so she invited me to the, what at the time was called the facilitator empowerment program, which was learning to mm-hmm. learning the curriculum, doing mm-hmm. the work, and mm-hmm. then went out and teaching it. And so um, 18 months later, I became a certified facilitator for Motivating the Teen Spirit. And um, I've had the pleasure and the honor of serving alongside Lisa Tia Ross, who's the director of the program, and touching teens mm-hmm. and family lives worldwide for the past eight years. 
That is awesome. Perseverance. People, if you believe in yourself and you believe that what you're doing can change life, you have to be consistent. And you have, I don't really take no right lightly either because no just means I need this word it another way so that you really understand where I'm coming from. That's all it really means. Right, 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 right. Not like hell. (laughs) No could just mean not like hell. But eventually, I'm going to get what I came to get. Come on. I love it. So, I, hey, that works. That was your destiny. That's what you were destined to do. So some, our, I believe in God. You know, not everyone does. But if you believe in a higher power, I believe that your life is destined. Some things are in order already. Mm-hmm. You have to do the work mm-hmm. to get there. But some right. things are in order for you. That's what you were supposed to do. And that's who you were supposed to meet to bring out the true you. So I believe in life, long as you put the work in and people see that you're serious about what you're doing and that you are all in, no holes barred, no matter what, those things will become aligned for you to do what it is that you're supposed to do. But you have to be present and you have to be in the moment. And doing the work. And I love how you said that, like, three times in that, that you have to do Mm -hmm. the work. We can't, you yes. can't just say, I want this and I want that. And that was mm-hmm. one of the things for those that are familiar with the secret and the law of attraction, you know, a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, just felt like, okay, I, I put it out there. I said that I want a, a, a great relationship that, um, you know, is healthy and intimate, but yet they're not doing the work. Like they're not, they're just waiting for somebody to show up at their doorstep and be like, hi, the universe, mm-hmm. I mean, no, mm-hmm. you have to put yourself out there. The jobs that you want, the the goals that you want, you have to take action on yes. getting to your goal. And yes. that's the, that's the, that's the next step that a lot of people forget about. You know, you have to be willing to be unreasonable mm-hmm. at times. I was unreasonable yep. when I knew that I needed to meet Lisa, that I wasn't going to let mm-hmm. the security guard stand in my way. Mm-hmm. And at the mm-hmm. risk of being kicked out or being, you know, whatever it is, I was going <laughs> right. to meet her. Right, right. Look, I just, I just, I knew that I was less than 15 feet away from, from my mm-hmm. future. And sometimes yep. we go through and we don't realize how close we are and we give up on mm-hmm. our dream. Yep. We give yep. up on ourselves. We give up on ourselves. And so, yep. And so. It was just it was it was a process of of just, just taking a stand for Matt and going through yep. and, and and climbing the stairs and getting down and saying Lisa what do I need to do and all of a sudden mm-hmm. God just opened up the doors but had I not done yeah. that I wouldn't be here today yeah absolutely absolutely um so again a good friend of mine her name is Angie. She owns a spa. It's called Simple Wellness, and she also has a station um, on the Blog Talk Radio Show. She uh, comes on the first Thursday of the month. Now, she started a nonprofit organization, and I want to say it was probably about eight years ago. And so she came to me and she said, um, "Stacy, I want you to hold a position in a nonprofit, and I want you to kind of help me." And I said, "Anything for you? What, what do you want me to do?" She said, "I want you to be a philanthropist." And I was like, you want me to be a what? <laughs> she was like a philanthropist. I was like, yeah, what is that? He was like, okay. <laughs> so, she, <laughs> so 
she was like, you know how you have that gift that, you know, you can, you motivate people, you can talk to people, you know, you are there to kind of for like the morale, the support. She was like, you are that given person. She was like, and, you know, you know how to do fundraisers and, you know, work with the community, get out and, you know, kind of, you know, get your voice heard. I was like, okay. She was like, that's what I want you to do for the nonprofit. I was like, okay, well, yeah, that's right up my alley. So, of course, then I had to go back because I was like, is she really just, like, kind of buttering me up to just be on this board and work for free? Or is this really a, a job title? So I looked it up. I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I can do that. And my my all-time favorite person is Oprah Winfrey, and I've always said when I get my feet in the water and when I get some experience under my belt, I'm a hustle, hustle, hustle because I'm going to have a talk show. No one can contain all this animatedness that I have. The world has to be able to see me in love in person. So I did it, and without a shadow of a doubt, it was the best experience ever, just kind of working with the children, you know, working with the adults so that they can work better with the children. It was something that kind of opened my eyes. So I can clearly say along the way in my life, I've always been given opportunities that people always have seen something in me that I really did not see in myself, or I knew I had it, but not quite sure about which direction I wanted to go. So fast forward, um, she asked me to be a guest on her talk show. And I was like, okay, sure. And the name of her show was um, Best Friends. And so we got on there, and it was just like it felt so comfortable. It felt like, I think this is it. I think I have a voice, and I think I feel so comfortable in this space that I can do this. So after the show, the show went well without a hitch. I got some people to listen to it. You know, I called them after the show, and I said, you know, what do you think? You know, how did I do? And they were like, you were like a natural. Is that, you know, are you you on the show with her all the time? I was like, no, that was my first time. They was like, okay, that's something you need to look into. I still didn't do it. But I've done other little things. I used to host parties. I used to, you know, give affairs. I used to um, do vending events where I would get vendors to come and sell their stuff. So I've always been that person. Why I never said to myself, Stacey, you could go so much further if you just hone in. But I kind of just was like, oh, well, this worked. This didn't work. I don't really know what, you know, it was that talk in my head that I always do. Right. Uh, It went well, but, like, what are you going to do now? I don't know. I'm going to work this job. It's a constant paycheck every two weeks, and I don't really have to think about it. I just got to go to work every day and do my job and get paid. We'll work out the rest later. I don't know. Until I actually start my own radio show and becoming more involved in the community and what's going on in my community, the things that they don't see on TV, the things that they don't hear on the radio, talking to people. And it seemed like everything just fell right into place. It was Mm -hmm. like, Stacey, all this time you've been talking yourself out of it, now that you're doing it, doors are being opened for you that you had no idea. One of the first popular guest that's in Baltimore is a prominent lawyer by the name of A. Dwight Pattett. 
and right when the show was going to start, I was going out to lunch. I was out to lunch. He was coming out the door as I was going in the door, and I just stopped and said, hey, my name is Stacy. You don't know me, but I'm starting a radio show. I would love for you to be a special guest. I had all intents and purposes of him like, Miss, I don't know you. I'm not coming on your radio show. <laughs> Nobody's even heard about you before. But I was not going to just let that opportunity go past without at least trying. He said yes. He gave me his information. I immediately followed up with him. We had an email relationship back and forth. He's been on the show two or three times. That gets my name out of there. But if I had to listen to the chatter and my voice and said, that man not going to come on your show because you are a little mm-hmm. nobody from, you know, you never know what could be if you never put the work in and try. So for that, Matt, I say thank you because your mm-hmm. story gives everybody hope. Like if Matt went from this, being on crystal meth, homeless, not having food and eating a burger and ice cream in a week, to being on a national stage giving motivational speech all around the world, what what I'm what I'm waiting for. Right, right. See, and we all have that negative chatter. So you and we have that that talk that 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 sometimes is such it's so so quiet. It's just like a little whisper, and we don't know mm-hmm. how what it's saying to us. But that conversation mm-hmm. and majority of that conversation is negative. And for those of you guys mm-hmm. that are sitting back right now, thinking to yourself, I don't have a conversation. I don't know what this dude is talking about. That's exactly yeah. the conversation that I'm talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, those voices mm-hmm. in, it's that voice yeah. in our head that talks us out of doing some of the things that we know mm-hmm. we should mm-hmm. be doing. It talks us yeah. out of fulfilling the dreams that we've had, that we've had since we were a young child. That negative self-talk talks us out of doing some of the things that we know we are designed and birthed to do. Then it also talks us into doing some of the things that we know we shouldn't be doing. So if you take a look at the, if you take a look at your life and you ask Mm -hmm. yourself, what has your negative self-talk cost you? Mm -hmm. It's shown up. So some of, some people are afraid to get into new relationships because their mm-hmm. their negative self talk says that they're not worthy of a healthy relationship. Their negative okay. self talk tells them and, and I speak from existence or from, from experience on this. My negative self talk told me that because I had slept around so much that mm-hmm. I don't deserve to be in a healthy, strong mm-hmm. relationship. My negative mm-hmm. self talk told me that, that because I had cheated on people in the past that mm-hmm. I didn't deserve to have somebody that was going to care solely for me and that we could grow together. And so what Mm -hmm. has your negative self-talk resulted in? What has it cost you? Because it's shown up in your life. The conversation that we're having in our, in our head is showing up in our lives. So what has it cost you? And if you were to create a new language, which in in motivating the teen spirit and motivating the masses, we call it our powerful self-talk, not our positive. Positive is great. But our powerful right. self-talk, your powerful mm-hmm. self-talk has action behind it. There's power in, in it. And because our negative self-talk is always going and always, no matter what we do, we can never get rid of it. We have to create mm-hmm. a new language, something different that goes through and interrupts the pattern of our, the way that our brain thinks. And so we create what we call our powerful self-talk. 
And our powerful mm-hmm. self-talk tells you, my powerful self-talk tells me that I am worthy of a deep, intimate, passionate love. My powerful mm-hmm. self-talk tells me that I am perfectly designed to touch the mm-hmm. lives of youth and families when I step into the room. My powerful self-talk yep. tells me that I am more than enough. Stacey, what are some of the things that your powerful self-talk tells you? My powerful self-talk tells me that I should not be scared to show people who I really am because of what I used to be. Okay, so may I coach you for a second? Yes. So so here's here's what I love about, about this particular exercise because this is how tricky our negative self-talk is. So mm-hmm. in the statement that you just said, you just said, my powerful self-talk tells me that I am not scared, and then you said something else. You said scared, and what else? That people won't look at me for what I used to be and not accept that who I am now. Perfect. So, so in I'm, that statement. I can be okay with who I am now. Okay. So in that statement, you had a couple different negative words that you were starting to put inside of your powerful self-talk. So here's the thing to keep in mind, Mm -hmm. that when you create Mm -hmm. your powerful self-talk, you want it to be so powerful with no negative words, nothing negative in there, because you want it to be a powerful statement. So for for example, go ahead. I would say, so then my powerful self-talk would be, I am a great motivator. Come on. Perfect. Now, do you feel, do you see even how your energy shifted in that? Yes, absolutely. Like how you even said that shifted. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a mm-hmm. change that's occurring in there. But mm-hmm. see, that's how tricky our negative self-talk is. Because our negative self-talk yeah. wants to pop itself in, and it shows up all the time. Mm-hmm. Some people may think, mm-hmm. may sit back and say, you know what? I don't have any powerful self-talk. The beauty mm-hmm. of powerful self-talk is you get to create whatever you want on it. Mm-hmm. You get mm-hmm. to create your new language. And when you create mm-hmm. it, create it powerfully. Stay, speak to it as if it already exists. Yeah, got it. Got it. See, I knew it was the reason why you were supposed to be on the show. <laughs> it's juicy, I'm telling you. And you know what? And write it down. And then take it a step further and put affirmations. You know, you hear people talk about okay. having affirmations on their window or on their car or on their phone. Um, I have mm-hmm. a, a message that pops up every morning on my phone. Um, and it, it's just a daily reminder. And what's funny is when it pops up now, I just automatically say it in my head because I have it um, memorized. But it says, I am super wow. I am love. I attract love. And, okay, now this is going to be a little, this may be a little too much uh, TMI right here. But I, yeah, parts yeah, I think are funny. <laughs> so farts to me are really funny. My niece, she farts all the time and we just laugh hysterically. And so I, my, my, my affirmation is I am super wow. I love, I am love. I attract love. I fart love. And it makes me <laughs> giggle, but it's but just, you know it's what? the being. That's what makes us human. That's what makes us human. And that's what makes us more reachable and more like down to earth and relatable. So I love right, it. Right, right. <laughs> 
and and so you know, take your affirmations, take your powerful self talk, and put them in places, put them as a reminder on your phone so that it pops mm-hmm. up and you get to see the greatness that you have. Put it on your door so as you walk outside, mm-hmm. you you know you see the thing. I am a positive impact on the people that I mm-hmm. come across uh, come across with. I am worthy of love. Whatever it is to you. You know, take it mm-hmm. to, you know, write them down and, and, and there's power in, in shifting, um, you know, your language and, and taking away the power of that negative. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I, lo- I love talking to you. I love your energy and I love, well, I love a challenge. So usually I'm the person that's, because I'm the host, I'm usually the person that's asking all the questions. I love a challenge. I love a good conversation. This is one for the book. Mm. Thank you so much, Matt. You're the best. <laughs> I mean, well, you know what? I believe there are so many things that I think that, that you know, the beauty of uh, of a host is that you get to begin the conversation, and there's power that you have. Yeah. And, and um, I'm yeah. just here stepping in to, to, to shift the conversation a little bit. I'm here to, to touch some lives. Um, but the connection is through you, and I think, and I truly believe that there's power in your story. Um, I remember just being in the presence of the um, uh, with you and at at the uh, abundance now, and just the, mm-hmm. the, the energy and the love and the smile that you exude, and and that's why when I saw you know when you requested and said, hey, can you do the show? Heck yes. Heck yeah, because I just want to be I want to be a part of your journey. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That means so much to me. I didn't think you actually remember me. I know you see like a million people all the time. I never thought you would remember little old me. Oh girl, I remember your smile and your beautiful face. I got you. <laughs> oh, thank, you. thank you. Okay, now the first time you spoke to a audience. What was it like? Do you remember it? How did you feel? Were you nervous? You know, um, I don't remember the first the first time because I've been, um, you know, growing up as a kid, I, I've always loved stage. I've always loved performing. Um, I'll tell you the first time that I remember being the most scared and having the, the biggest chatter uh, of negative self-talk. Um, I was just recently um, – I had just recently been uh, uh, certified as a facilitator for motivating the team spirit, and um, I was asked to participate in a um, in a conference for um, and I can't remember. It was in Hawaii, and it was with a bunch of doctors and psychologists, and about mm-hmm. dealing with trauma. And that's part okay. of what in motivating the team spirit we talk about, you know, learn, taking a look at the experiences and and the outcomes and changing the response. So we have a formula called E plus R equals O. So there's an event that occurs in your life that okay. a lot of times we control over that event, and we automatically okay. jump to the outcome. So you hurt me, oh. so I don't talk to you. So the you hurt me, so the the outcome is I don't talk to you anymore. Um, you did this and because of that, this is the outcome, but there's something in the middle called our response and how we respond to that situation that we do have control over, which then changes the outcome. So we, we talk about trauma and and traumatic experiences and how to push through them at this particular conference or through motivating the teen spirit. Well, Mm -hmm. I was going to speak in front of a bunch of doctors and psychologists 
Now, mind you, mm-hmm. I don't have a master's in psychology. I don't have, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I went to the University of Life is what I say. <laughs> but I got certified. Right. And I got certified in this work. And, and I've mm-hmm. done the work. And so my negative self-talk tell, kept telling me, who are you to talk to these doctors and psychologists and be able mm-hmm. to think that you can make an impact on them? Mm-hmm. Who are you knowing that you're of uh, the choices that you are, that you're going to have a positive impact in their story? Who are you to right. show them that there's hope on the other side for the people that they serve? And mm-hmm. so my negative chatter was just so loud that it, it – like I, I, that nauseousness was mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. like you know you you get those those mm-hmm. I call them gorilla sized butterflies because they're just yeah. so huge that that I was mm-hmm. like how you know I I can't talk to these people like they're so far far more educated mm-hmm. than I am you know mm-hmm. I have some college some college but not you know I don't I don't have my doctor's degree I'm not a or a doctorate I don't have like who am I to talk to them. And it mm-hmm. was about maybe 10 minutes in from when I started to the, what we call as the showcase was we give them an experience. Mm-hmm. We actually put them into exercise mm-hmm. and I started to right. share my story and I started, started to share my journey and I started to see how it was reacting to them and how they were beginning to get engaged. Mm-hmm. And I had to press pause on that negative, that negative chatter. I had to, to press pause on that negative and play on my powerful my powerful self-talk yeah. telling me that all my past choices were specifically designed to touch the lives of those that I come encounter with. That mm-hmm. I began to see, okay, I am enough. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be doing. I was scared out of my pants. Like, I, if, I, if I had I the pants, admit. I should have worn them. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can just, admit. But it, I, so that was the first time that I remember standing on a stage and really being nervous. Um, I love the energy of a room. I love feeling and, and the interaction that occurs. You know, it's all, you're in a relationship with your audience when you're speaking in front of them. You know, you're, you're giving to them and they're giving back to you. And I think that is the, the way to do that is by connect, uh-huh. connecting to their humanity. It's spirit right. to spirit. It's soul to soul. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love. And that's what you got to see, what you got to experience. Um, when yeah. I was on stage there at, at Abundance Now, what I do at Speak and Write to Make Millions, what I do on any mm-hmm. stage that I'm, that I'm stepping onto, as well as even when I go to, the, to writing an email. I want to mm-hmm. connect with your spirit. I want to connect with your soul. I want yeah. you to feel me through my words. Yep. Hence the name of the show. Make me feel it. Come on. <laughs> whenever you are dealing with people and whenever you are putting yourself out there, you have to make people feel where you're coming from. You have to make that connection or else there's just going to be another person they met or another day. I want to be remembered. I want to leave a legacy. I want people to say either I absolutely love Stacy or I absolutely hate Stacy. It's going to be one or the other, but I'm going to make you feel it. Now, I don't. I don't want to forget. Please, please, please tell all of our listeners the 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 saying. 
I am enough. Mm-hmm. Please agree because so many people miss that. And and, and that and was one I am. You have to remember that anything that you say after I am, you are. Mhm. Mhm. That that is key. So even when your negative self-talk pops up and you're like, man, I'm stupid, or man, I'm too this, I'm too short, I'm too fat, I'm too skinny, I'm too tall, whatever it may be, whatever it is, you are. So when you change the language and you create the language, I am powerful, I am love, I Mm -hmm. am strong in who I'm being, you get to create that, and then you begin to shift your life energetically, that your body shifts neurologically it shifts like it just you you become it it starts to sink in what i am whatever it is after that you then become so be careful with your words there's power in your words there's power in what you say mhm i love it i love and, it i love it and i love what lisa says when she says i am my own rescue like you can't yeah. do you can't be for other people or you can't have people be your rescue. You have to stand up for yourself first. Exactly. You have to you make have to the learn shift first. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. Mhm. I agree. Now, another, I, I told you, I talk to people all the time. One of the things that I learned from both you and Lisa about fear is, because I talk to people and I ask them, like, you know, what is the one thing that's stopping you from doing or being what you want to be or where you want to be? And a lot of people say fear. And so one of the things that I learned and I have made it part of my sayings is that fear is healthy. You're supposed to have a healthy amount of fear because fear is that thing that keeps you from walking out in the street or going down a dark alley or when you walk in the house and something just doesn't feel right, you know, you're supposed to have a healthy amount of that because that kind of guides your parents into not doing anything that's going to put you in danger. But when you allow that fear to take over and and be unhealthy and you don't do the things that you need to do and like to get you where you need to be, that's when the fear becomes a problem. So I know I probably just took what you was going to say, but I had to get it out. What what advice do you have for all the people who are scared of something or who are fearful of whatever it may not be that's keeping them from getting to where they need to be from where they are now? So I think one of the first thing is if you're if you when you think about your dreams and you think about you what you want if you don't have a little bit of 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 fear then you're not playing mm-hmm. enough like that would be the first thing right. like your dreams mm-hmm. should be so big that it does make you like ooh like ooh take a mm-hmm. deep breath like I'm gonna do this right like, your dream should be big enough because that's um, that's going to keep you motivated. But here's one of the things that, that personally that I took, because I used, to, I used to think that it was fear that I was in. And what mm-hmm. I heard is, what, what if it wasn't fear? What if it was excitement? What if it was your, in, your internals going through and, and getting excited about your next step? 
because your body okay. is now or you're in movement of where you're going. And so when okay. I took when I changed what fear meant and stopped saying that I was I was fearful or that I was scared mm-hmm. and actually mm-hmm. shifted into I'm excited that I'm or mm-hmm. I can't wait mm-hmm. until Mm-hmm. It completely shifted the way that I felt about that situation. That makes sense. That makes sense. So what if what if it's not fear? What if it's excitement? What if it's anticipation? Mm-hmm. What if it's your soul jumping up and down inside because they're saying, like, mm-hmm. yes, we've been waiting for this. Yes, we're mm-hmm. finally starting to move in where we're supposed to be. But we okay. label it as fear. That makes sense. Good point. Never thought about it that way. That's an aha moment for me. Because we're taught, see, we're taught fear. You know, from a mm-hmm. from a, a perfect example, I look at my my nephew, and he's he's 11 years old, and his his baby brother is going to be a year on September 1st. And just mm-hmm. yesterday, we were spending the day together, and um, Kai is just learning to walk right now, and so he still is a little mm-hmm. wobbly. And mm-hmm. my nephew, my older nephew, Jacob, was, like, trying to coddle him and, and not letting him, you know, fall. And mm-hmm. if you think about babies, they're not – they don't have that fear. Our right. life experience has taught us how to be in fear, has mm-hmm. taught us um, how, to, how to be stuck. So Kai, mm-hmm. who's just learning to walk, is stumbling his way all around and, you know, walking mm-hmm. through, and he's not afraid. He doesn't have fear. He doesn't know what fear is. Jacob, on the other hand, who's 11 years old, is like, he can't get close yeah. to that. Oh, my goodness, he's going to fall here. Mm-hmm. Jacob has mm-hmm. that fear in him, and he's trying to hold him back. And, I, you know, like I was telling him, Jacob, I'm like, you know, just let him, let him learn. He's got to be able mm-hmm. to walk. And sometimes when we're walking, we're stumbling across, and, you know, Kai looks like he's drunk. <laughs> That's the way you're right. talking right now. Like he's just he can't walk a straight line. He's bumping into things. Right. But you that's how laugh. we learn. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> that's how we learn. And so, you know, we have to understand that that the fear that that we label it fear is just because of our past experiences and we get to create something new in moving forward. And maybe that mm-hmm. maybe it's not fear, maybe it's excitement. All right. Good point. Good point. I will keep that in mind. That's something I will be holding with me. Good point. I like that one. Now, what is when at the, I can't even get it out. As you're talking to people, what are the top, let's say, three or five things that you want to leave a lasting impression on people. Like when you do all of your speeches, when you communicate and when you interact with everyone that you become familiar with or become in contact with, what are the top three things or five things that you find yourself saying the most to people that you think would make an impact on a lot of people's lives? Uh, I First and foremost, that you're not alone. Um, that, you know, we, although our experiences may look different, mm-hmm. we are all the same. We all have the same mm-hmm. emotions. We all have the same feelings. And what I love about our, our teen rooms that we have with the families is that a lot of times we don't realize until we're in that space 
how much mm-hmm. uh, alike we truly are. You know, uh, we're very intentional with matching or partnering uh, mm-hmm. an adult, um, and sometimes mm-hmm. it may be like a grandparent or an older adult with a, a 12 or 13-year-old because when they get into exercise and when they're sharing things, they realize that we're, we're, all, the, we're all connected. We're all the same. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times mm-hmm. we walk through life feeling like we're alone, like we're the only ones that have the conversation that we're not good enough, that we're not smart enough, that we're not, um, you know, worthy of love or, or deserve to be in a healthy relationship or deserve to have the dream job or deserve to impact lives the way that, that we're supposed to. And so we feel like we're going through this journey alone. And so the first thing okay. that, I, that I, I try to bring with to people is that you are not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you may have grown up on the streets and I came from a very strong family, but, at the, but mm-hmm. there was still loneliness in that, in that journey. And we can connect yep. as, and as a humanity in those mm-hmm. emotions. Mm-hmm. The second thing is that you have a story. You have a story in there and a journey that somebody else needs to hear, whether it be through a book, whether it be mm-hmm. through a speech, whether it be through mm-hmm. your church, whether it be mm-hmm. through sitting down with a friend, or even as simple as a smile on the street. Somebody mm-hmm. needs you. Somebody yep. needs you. And I don't mm-hmm. and I think that we, we lose power or we lose connection of, of what that means to connect with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, you may look at somebody and be able to connect with somebody in a way that I would never be able to. That's because that was your purpose. That's what you want to do. So number one is that you're not alone. Number two, that you have a story and that people need you. Number three, that you have a greatness inside of you that you probably haven't even tapped into yet. Like, I love watching people. I love watching people begin to see their own greatness by by starting to peel back the layers of, of like, an onion. Mm -hmm. If you think of an onion, you start to peel back the different layers and to get to the Mm -hmm. core of who somebody is. And I love that journey of starting with, you know, uh, of, of helping them to see what they've been through and then to understand possibilities of why they went through that and then what they right. get to do with that story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just watching people start to step into their greatness is powerful. It is powerful. Yes. And, I, I love it. and that's what I truly feel is, is part of one of my gifts. Mm-hmm. Mhm. It's always a good feeling when you're talking to someone and you're kind of helping them along or you're coaching them along, and then when they finally get it on their own and you see the end result, just watching from where they were to where they are now is an awesome feeling. Mm. And I love having that impact on people. Yep. And And what – what I love that I get to do is I get to help people make bold shifts in their life to mm-hmm. understand the mm-hmm. value that they have within yep. themselves, to know that mm-hmm. they are more than enough, and that no matter mm-hmm. where you are, no matter what choices you've made, there's something greater on the other side. And through bold, making bold shifts by being mm-hmm. unapologetic for the choices that mm-hmm. you're making, you mm-hmm. get to shift 
the trajectory of your life. And the beauty is we don't even realize who's watching us. So there yep. may be somebody who's watching you right now, Stacy, that has been mm-hmm. watching you step further into your greatness mm-hmm. that you may not even have even physically met yet, but they're watching you. Mm-hmm. And they see that yep. you're doing this show. And they're seeing mm-hmm. that you're sharing your story. And they're thinking, if she can do it, I can do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you start to when you surround yourself with people, like-minded people that are, that are doing things that mm-hmm. you aspire to, that are doing better and live better, that creates mm-hmm. a shift in you to begin mm-hmm. to, to step further into living a better life, a healthier life, a stronger life, a more spiritual life. Got it. Got it. Now, question. And this is something that I've been on and off kind of, Pondering in my mind When you took that step From doing what you used to do Or being the person that you used to be And saying I'm going to make a change And this is the life I'm going to lead And this is where I'm headed There are going to be A lot of people that's going to fall by the wayside That you thought were your friends Or that you used to hang with Or that you used to you know, Talk to all the time that they're not going to be in your new on your new path. How do you deal with that? First and foremost, amen for that. Because if you knew that they weren't serving you in the first place, then why are you going to mm-hmm. stay there? But right. number two, I had to step in a space where it, I had to be there for me first. Mm-hmm. Like not and and for me, my big bold shift was completely removing all of the people that were in my life that were unhealthy, that weren't growing mm-hmm. themselves, and that mm-hmm. obviously weren't, weren't helping me to grow and were keeping me in the situation. So that meant that I lost a lot of friends, but they weren't really friends in the first place because mm-hmm. they were, you know, they were feeding the unhealthiness. There were mm-hmm. relationships that I knew were mm-hmm. unhealthy that I was in that had nothing to do with drugs. They were just arguing. Mm-hmm. I just knew that when I was around them, I didn't feel good. The conversations mm-hmm. when I left their presence, I wasn't feeling empowered. I wasn't feeling strong. I wasn't feeling mm-hmm. like they were a safe space for me to have a conversation. I felt very judged by them. Mm-hmm. And some of those people in some situations can even be family. And so I mm-hmm. had to learn how to love people from a distance. I had to learn how to let them be and have their experience. I can't Mm -hmm. change what they, how they're behaving. I can't change how they're communicating, but Mm -hmm. I can still love them, but love them from a distance and just know that who they are, I can't let that impact me and who I'm becoming. Because for so, for so long, I allowed them to control me. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's not easy, but I just had to, I just had to take a stand for myself. And so when Mm -hmm. you take evaluations, when you do a self evaluations of what, of who you are, what you like, what you love and what you appreciate about yourself, take a look at your environment. What does Mm -hmm. your home look like? What did Mm -hmm. you have positive affirmations? Do you have, if you're, if you're somebody who is spiritual or religious, do you have things Mm -hmm. that mean something to you that help you grow that remind you of who you are, that remind you that there's something greater than ourselves that's out there. 
what does mm-hmm. your environment look like? Who are the people that you talk to the most? Mm-hmm. I had to shift the people that were in my life and get people that were five to ten steps ahead of me to where I wanted to go. Because if I'm the top, if I'm the top person in my group of friends, it's time to up level. Because then right. I'm not growing anymore. Like I'm not, I'm not looking to grow because I'm, I'm the top person. So I had to shift who I was hanging with and hang with people that actually scared the bejeebies out of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that way I can say that's how I want to be. That's what I want to. That's who I want to learn from, and I want to grow into. Got it. Good advice, Matt. Good advice. All right, one more time. If people want to get in contact with Matt and all the wonderful things he's doing, how can we get in contact with you? So uh, www.gotitgetitgiveit.com, or you can email me at Matt, M-A-T-T, at gotitgetitgiveit.com. All right. Now, so the next question, let's just say, and this is just for people who are just on a personal journey, just for personal development, not dealing with any addictions, not dealing with any, you know, traumatizing events in their life, just a person who is living a pretty okay life, a comfortable life, but personally they just want to get to a different place in life or they want to go further in life. What suggestions or what encouragement, motivation, inspiration, what do you have for those people? First, connect with who you truly are. Um, and, and, and like I said, like what I did with and going through the process of writing down what do you like about yourself. Um, and then, you know, say uh, what I like about myself is and then fill it out like 10, you know, do 10 different sentences and then move from like to admire. Then move from mm-hmm. what do you admire about yourself to what do you appreciate your, uh, about yourself. And then what do you love about yourself? What are the things that you just truly, truly love? And then even ask yourself the question, what would you do if you knew that you wouldn't fail? What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And dream big. Like get to Mm -hmm. the point where you like almost stop writing because you're like, wow, this is too big. Write it out. Mm -hmm. Because there's there's power in that. There's power in even saying it. So I go through and I, when I, write in my journal, I'll read it back and I say it out loud. So I've thought it, mm-hmm. I've written it, and I've spoken it. Okay. I've, I've thought it, I've wrote it, and then I've spoken it. And so what would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail? And then go out and try to search for the people that, I, that you want to be like. Like, how did they grow? So when, you know, for me, Lisa, I connected with her message. I connected with her energy. And so I started mm-hmm. to go out and look for her more often. Now, again, she mm-hmm. didn't leave me alone. <laughs> she just kept showing up. And I'm like, okay, what is it about this woman? Like what? Mm-hmm. And our stories are very different. But the, 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 the thing that, connect, that I connected with was her resilience, her tenacity. Mm-hmm. Like she just knew mm-hmm. that she was better than who she was being. And she overcome mm-hmm. Some incredible obstacles to stand mm-hmm. in her greatness, and that's what I connected with. And so I began to just listen to her. And there's, and with technology nowadays, there is so much on the internet, mm-hmm. on YouTube. Yeah. Find the person mm-hmm. that you connect with, and then mm-hmm. just study them. 
I'm not mm-hmm. a big reader, which is partly why that my book is a very it's a short read because I just needed to drop some nuggets and share my story, and and mm-hmm. write a book that that I would want to read. Yeah. So you know, connect, find the person uh, get, first, get in, in connection with you, get reconnected with you with your greatness, then go out and mm-hmm. start to search the people that can that you can connect with that you see that either your their story matches your mm-hmm. story or what they're mm-hmm. saying or where they're going is where you want to go and then study them and then take an evaluation of your environment. Like who mm-hmm. is it that you, that you have around you up level, your friends up level, your, your network, go out and do something every day that challenges you, that brings you joy, that brings you peace, that sometimes makes you feel a little uncomfortable, like outside of and continue to grow. Got it, got it, got it. Now, we only have 23 minutes left. Oh, my goodness, oh, time has flown by. Fun. <laughs> it's fun. Yes. What, if, it's, if, there are, if there is something that I did not ask or something that you wanted to say that I did not touch on, was there anything or something that you would like to leave the listeners with? You know, I... I think that the only other thing that I would say is celebrate your journey. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so often, there's so many times in life that we are, we're trying to push through where we are and get to our next, that we forget mm-hmm. we, we overcome some challenges and then we move on to the next challenge, whatever it is. And then we mm-hmm. move on to the next one, but we never mm-hmm. stop to celebrate mm-hmm. what we just went through. Mm-hmm. So sit back and look at your life and look at yourself and say, you know what? I am proud that I, I'm proud that, that I was able to overcome a, a very unhealthy habit mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I put myself at risk and as well as put um, others at risk. I am proud mm-hmm. that I have, have, been able to step up as a son, as a brother, mm-hmm. as an uncle, and be able to be there for my family. I am proud. I am proud that I have taken my my experiences and have now catered those experiences to touching and impacting other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Celebrate your journey. Take the time. You know what? Sometimes getting out of bed is even hard. You know, mm-hmm. people that are fighting with that are fighting with depression or anxiety. Sometimes mm-hmm. just to get out of bed to go to the restroom mm-hmm. is, a, is, is, a, is a big win. Celebrate that mm-hmm. journey. Like, it, it can mm-hmm. be so small, but we, don't, we mm-hmm. don't think of those things, and we don't celebrate that. What are the things mm-hmm. in your life that you can celebrate? And it's not being braggadocious or being stuck up or mm-hmm. being arrogant. You went mm-hmm. through something. You yep. overcame something, and there will be times that, that you will do things and you will achieve things that nobody mm-hmm. else will ever know about. You yep. did it in the darkest of the dark of night. You mm-hmm. did something. You made a choice that nobody will mm-hmm. ever know. You could have said mm-hmm. yes, but you said no. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you could have said no when you really wanted to say yes, but nobody mm-hmm. else is going to give you that that. Uh, that acknowledgement. So acknowledge yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Acknowledge yourself for your journey and for what you're doing. And that's the one thing that I think that a lot of times 
we forget to do because we're constantly mm-hmm. in movement. We're constantly going. Mm-hmm. We're constantly moving forward and, and going on to the next thing that we don't stop to recognize where we've been, what we've done, the journey, and the lives that we've touched, and, and how we have grown as individuals. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I love, love, love talking to you. I wish we could just keep this going for, like, forever. So you know you're going to have to come on the show again. This will not be the last time. Come on. <laughs> so, and we'll work out some particulars. You don't have to do a whole two hours, but maybe once a month, maybe once every three months, you can just drop in, do a five-minute segment on personal development and give us, give us some nuggets or some little gifts, some little jewels that we need going along the way. Maybe we can make up some topics, whatever the case may be. But you know I'm not going to let you get away with just coming on the show one time and that's it. <laughs> you got it. Whatever you need, I'm you going let me know. to be a thorn on side. And you're going to be like, oh, this girl, Stacy. I did one show and she will not leave I am a stalker and I'm a mm. rancher. I'll let you down. And I'm okay with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. And, and Go ahead. I was just going to say thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate your gift. I appreciate you being true to not only yourself, but to us as listeners, I appreciate you sharing your story so that we can become better people. Um, and I just thank you. I thank you for your energy. It's, it's sometimes people don't understand or don't realize how their energy is contagious. Like the energy you bring mm. is so contagious. Sometimes when, when I walk in a room, I can feel that the energy is off. And I try to liven it or I try to make mm-hmm. it so that it's, you know, more comfortable or more, you know, everybody does not have that ability. So I thank mm-hmm. you for letting your energy be so contagious that it helps someone else be a better them. That's awesome. Amen. Thank you for that. And I appreciate that. And thank you for letting me step into this space with you, with the listeners that are here, for those that are listening live and for those that listen to the replay. Um, my prayer is that, that through my journey and just through this conversation that your life is touched, that if it's just for, for one moment that you're reminded of the greatness that, that I believe God gave in each and every one of us, that you take the time to connect with who you're, who you truly are go through the process of of acknowledging yourself for where you've been, where you are, and then make the goals of where you're going and share that story, share that journey with other people. Thank you for allowing me the space to to just come and to be me so that you can see the greatness uh, in yourself through through my reflection, that I can just be a mirror to, to, to allow for you to see your own greatness of who you are so that you can do the mm-hmm. same for other people. Thank you for giving me the space to, to connect and to be myself in my authenticity so that you too can stand in your authenticity and your greatness. I look forward to what we get to co-create together in the future and future times, uh, not only here, but who knows, you know, what, what 
um, what God has planned. And so I just thank you for allowing me the space to come in and to be a part of this conversation with you. Absolutely, absolutely. You are so welcome. And we will definitely cross paths again. I already know it. And then we'll be on stage together and we get to dance and do our thing. Right. Look, we may even put some <laughs> put a little dance move together. We go, ooh. <laughs> I got I gotta figure out how to trademark that saying. Ooh, but it's been around for a long time, so <laughs> right, right, right. So thanks again. I don't have anything else, and I won't hold you any longer. If you have something else, if you want to give your name and email, how people can contact you, the name of the book, you can give them to them one more time. Certainly. So I would love for you guys to go to www.gotitgetitgiveit.com. That's www.gotitgetitgiveit.com. The book is available on a, as a Kindle, or you can do uh, get it on a paperback version. Um, I am doing some limited edition um, paperback autographed copies as well, so you can order there um, as well on the website. Um, or connect with me on either Facebook, uh, Matt Gill, M-A-T-T, last name is G-I-L. Um, you can also get a hold of me on either Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat, and my uh, handle is at Mateo, M-A-T-E-O, G-I-L. And uh, if you would like to email me direct, it's Matt at gotitgetit.com. So hopefully I'll get to our past. We'll get to um, cross with some of your listeners as well at any of our events that, you know, Motivating the Teen Spirit. And um, if you don't mind, I'd like to put in a little plug for Motivating the Teen Spirit. We are an international company that goes all around the world as well as through the United States, touching the lives of teens and families. Um, and so if you would like more information about that particular program, you can go to www motivating the teen spirit that's t-e-e t-e-e-n as a teenager motivating the teen spirit.com got it awesome and this is your host stacy you're listening to make me feel it radio our special guest for the night was matt gill i can be reached at stacy l ferguson 77 at gmail.com that's s-t-a-c-y l Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N-7-7 at gmail.com. I am holding or I am offering, I am extending, I am putting out in the universe, I am accepting advertising um, on the show. You have prime advertising because, as you can see, I don't have anyone advertising yet. So if you would like to advertise on the show, the prices are very, very, very reasonable because I know for someone that's just starting out, advertising is expensive. And so I want to be an outlet for my community. If you own a business and you don't have the big money for advertising, you can advertise or make me feel it radio, and it is very cost efficient. So if you like to advertise on the show, if you'd like to sponsor this show, or if you would like to be a special guest, if you have any suggestions or if you have any topics that I have not touched on and you want to know more information about. I also have resources that are for low income or no income. So I try to offer very reasonable resources and resources for whatever you need, whether it's family, whether it's personal, whether it's financial, 
please give me uh, send me an email and I will respond promptly and I'll be able to give you resources, whatever you need. Again, that's Stacy L. Ferguson at gmail.com. You're listening to Make Me Feel It Radio. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mr. Matt Gill, for being on the show with me and opening up, being transparent, and teaching us some things that we need to do in our personal development so that we can become better people in and of ourselves, better coaches, better friends, better family members, whatever your case may be. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I greatly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I am overwhelmed with excitement and joy. Thanks a million. Thank you guys for listening. And, Matt, we will be staying in touch. Yes, yes. I love it. Thank you. God bless. All right. Good night, everyone. You're listening to Make Me Feel It Radio. We will see you back here next Sunday at 7 p.m.